It is my prayer that this word blesses you today. Um, it ought to bless you because it's word from the Lord. It's not, it's not my word. I don't, I don't have a word to share with you that comes from me, but there is a word from the Lord. I was telling Pastor Venice, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm not always the compliant preacher um, and preaching from themes and, and, and texts, but uh, I think I can make a connection here. And so if you would, come with me uh, to the book of 1 Kings, chapter 17. And I'll begin in reading at verse 8. I'm reading from the NIV translation of the Holy Scriptures, 1 Kings, chapter 17, beginning at verse 8. We're going to read now to about verse 16. Uh, so bear with me, and I want, I want you to get the whole story. And so the Bible says, then the word of the Lord came to him. It's talking about Elijah. Go at once to Zarephath of Sidon and stay there. I have commanded a widow in that place to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so that I might have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called and Bring me, please, a piece of bread. Here's the woman's replies. Surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. And I'm gathering sticks to take, a, take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we might eat and die. Elisha said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first... Uh, make a small cake of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son uh, for this is what the Lord the God of Israel says the jar of flour will, <laughs> will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day of the Lord gives rain to the land the Bible says, then she went away and did as Elijah told her. So there was, there, there was food every day for Elijah. Y'all missed y'all sound point right there. There was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour never was used up and the jug of oil never dried up. In keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. Eternal God, we, we come before you today to to proclaim your word. Father, I pray right now that you would uh, increase in me that I might decrease, oh God. Speak through me, Lord. Take these lips of clay and use them, God. I pray that you would use me until you use me up. This is your servant's prayer. And I want to talk to you from the subject, the reward of a faithful servant. The, the reward of a faithful servant. We're here today to to celebrate the work of the missionary ministry here at New Mission Missionary Baptist Church. Uh, we, have, we recognize that there's a specific assignment that is designated for missionary groups in the church, but can I tell you that every baptized believer uh, is called to that ministry. After all, we assign these names, these words to our churches. We are missionary Baptist churches. We're, we're, we're New Mission Baptist Church, Missionary Baptist Church. We are we're Consolation Missionary Baptist Church. I was preparing a program for the Collective Empowerment Group, 
uh, one day and I, I sent the proof out to the church where we were gonna hold the, 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 the service and I neglected to put the missionary in the name. <laughs> the church office called my office quickly and reminded me that our name it has missionary in it. And just so you don't, I don't want you to misunderstand, we are all given this assignment by Christ himself. Uh, yeah, in your Bible, it says in Matthew 28 and, and 19 and verse 20, it says, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I'll be with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen. This text in its original translation, it, it really says this. It says, as you are going, I want you to make mark and mature disciples. That means everywhere you go, you ought to be making, making disciples. Everywhere you, are, you go, you ought to be maturing uh, 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 disciples. And, and so the missionary is our work on a full-time basis. So you might ask, how, how do we really make Disciples, I'm glad you asked that question. We make disciples the same way Jesus did. Yeah, yeah, we, we make disciples by meeting people at their need. When we encounter people, we ought to meet them at their very need. Then we ought to share the good news of Jesus Christ with them. Far too often, we, we go out on our missionary journeys and we beat folk upside the head with the Bible. We tell them how bad they are and tell them they need to be saved. That's not how Jesus did it. No, 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 no. You, you, you recall this side chick, this jump off, I mean this Samaritan woman that Jesus met at, at the well. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, he, met her, he met her at the well. Yeah, she, yeah she, was a, she was a side chick. She was a jump off. I'll explain it to you seniors later. But watch this, Jesus offered her salvation before he ever mentioned her past. Ah, far too often in the church, we want to bring up folks' past like they don't know it. Amen, we want to tell folks every bad thing they've done, every evil thing they've done. Well, everybody know it, they know it, God knows it, move on. In the world that we live in today, people are hurting and they have unmet needs. If we really want to draw people to Christ, we have to address them at their needs. And some of these needs requires resources. I'm coming to your theme right now. In, in, in order to meet those needs, we have to manage what God has placed in our hands. In, in other words, we have to be good stewards of what God has given unto us. First Peter chapter 4, about verse 10 says, as every man has received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. God extended to you grace. Yes, he did. The fact that you have any money in your pocket is because of God's grace. Because you have the ability to put one foot in front of the other, God has extended you grace. And the Bible says, extend that same grace to others. So again, we must be good stewards over what God has blessed us with. I want to share with us, uh, there is a reward for being a faithful steward. Yeah, I don't want to suggest to you that you faithful, become a faithful steward in order to get the reward. 
You get the reward because you are a faithful steward. Yeah, y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. Let me, let me rewind and press pray again. You, 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 don't, you, don't, you don't be a faithful steward in order to get a reward. You get the reward because you are a faithful steward. In this text, this marvelous, marvelous text, and, and it's for me, Pastor, the scripture, and it's a picture of faithfulness rewarded. Israel had begun to lose their mind. They had begun to engage in idolatry. They had begun to engage in Baal worship, and as a result, the Lord had caused a drought and a famine to come upon the land. Watch this. The, the drought and the famine was going to last three and a half years. Now, the particular target of the Lord's anger was Ahab and Jezebel. And the Lord commanded Elijah to go tell Ahab that there would be no rain, uh, no dew to fall upon the land for over three years. So in verse three, the Lord tells Elisha to go hide uh, by a brook. Stay with me. In verse four, the Lord tells him to go drink from the brook and a raven would feed him. In verse 5, the text says, and he went and did according to the word of the Lord. The first thing I want to tell us is that in order to be faithful, you have to have faith. And no other way around. In order to be faithful, you must first of all have faith. You have to have faith that God is who he says he is and that God will do what he says he will do. The Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We have to trust God even when we can't trace God. And watch this. We have to have faith even when it flies in the face of facts. We have to trust God even when it flies in the face of facts. Uh, the facts may tell us that what God asks us to do is impossible. Facts may suggest to us that the road that the Lord has commanded us to take is dark and dim. But watch this. The Bible says what well, we walk by faith and not by sight. I'm telling you, you got to see it before you can see it. When you have faith in God, it does not matter how dark or dim it is. Now, now, in the text, now, for many of us, the first problem would be we got to go tell somebody some bad news. Now, Ahab wasn't no joke. He was, he was a bad boy. And so now, Elijah was given the assignment to go tell him he's messing up. Uh, yeah, and so much so that, that, that he was going to have to hide as he delivers this message. The second problem we would have is the Lord told him to tell him that there was going to be a drought and a famine. It's going to be a drought and a famine in the same land that Elijah was in. Y'all still didn't get it. I got to go tell somebody because you messed up. There's going to be a drought and a famine where we are. Which means if this drought and this famine exists, then I'm going to die just like you. Then nah, nah. I'm convinced God has a sense of humor. So he says, he says to Elijah, now go down by a brook. Wait a minute, God. You, you just told me it's going to be a drought. Why are you sending me to a brook when what I need is a lake? Then to top it all off, you saw in the text, in your Bible it says, 
they go down by the brook and, and, and a raven will feed you. Watch, watch this. The raven is a bird. The bird. There's one thing that is consistent about a bird. It doesn't matter if it's a dove, an eagle, a hawk, a jaybird, a bluebird, a robin. It's a bird. And one thing bird don't have is hands. And what the bird does when the bird feeding his, his little chickies, have you ever seen it? They pick it up with their beak. Now, now Lord's telling me that this nasty bird is going to feed me something I ain't seen kill, clean, or cook. That's faith. <laughs> so, I, I, if it was me, I, I, this is just real talk. I, I'm gonna have a problem. Me and God gonna have a conversation because these are, I hate birds. I can't. I can't. St- ooh, I, every car I got is black, and every time they, I wash them. So for most of us. Uh, we was pushed back. We would, we would, we would not comply. We would, we would not follow the orders. But notice that Elijah didn't raise any of the questions that Gene would raise. He just simply did what God commanded him to do. My brothers and my sisters, I tell you that when you walk in faith, you, you, you really have to demonstrate the faith that you proclaim. Uh, if we're going to have faith, we must act as if we have faith. And when we ask us if we have faith, God will reward our faithfulness. So then, so then, so then in the text, the brook dried up. I told you I needed a lake. And so the brook dried up, and now there was no more water for him, for Elijah to drink. And presumably there was no more birds to feed him either, because birds need water too. Remember, there's a drought and a famine. At least if the bird died around him, at least he can cook the bird and eat him. But the text doesn't tell us he did that. So this would have been cause for many of us to give up. The Lord, 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 I trust you. I trust you to get me to the places that, 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 that you tell me to go. But, but right now I'm in trouble and, and I'm all here by myself. So what good did it do me to be obedient? Well, I'm going to tell you. Watch this in the text. In verse 9 it says, go at once to Zarephath. Oh, watch this. Can I park right here for a second? He said, go at once. When the Lord tells us to move, that's when we need to move. And we don't need to sit around and contemplate the veracity of the comment. When God says move, we just need to move. He says, he says go, go, go at once to Zarephath of Zion and stay there and I will command the widow woman in that place to supply you with food. A brook, a bird, and a widow woman. Not a king a rich man, a governor, but a widow woman. She ain't got nothing. A widow woman is the least likely person that's gonna be able to do anything for me. Lord, are you serious? She can't take care of herself. How's she gonna take care of a stranger? Is that what you want me to do? Lord says, yes. He says, go right now. To Zarephath. And watch this. The Lord said, the Lord said that this widow woman will provide for you. 
Not that she might, not that she could, not, not if you wink at a real good shit. He said, the Lord will provide through her to you. Put a pen there, I'll be back there in a minute. The second thing I want to tell us is that God will use unusual suspects to reward us. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he doesn't use the ordinary. He doesn't, he doesn't use the expected. You see, the average right person, thinking person would, would say none of this makes any sense at all. Just, Lord, doesn't make any sense at all. But that's why the Lord says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. And my ways are not your ways. As high as the heavens are above the earth, uh, so are my thoughts above your thoughts and my ways above your ways. If, if you could even glimpse at the thoughts of God, it would blow your brains open. For God is too vast and God is all knowing and God is all doing. God can do anything but fail. So if what the Lord does was ordinary, then you and I could do it ourselves. And so the, the Lord does the extraordinary. So he does the things that seems impossible. They wrote a song about it. God will do those things that seem impossible in order to increase our faith. If you can do it, you don't need God. It's when your back is up against the wall and all of your enemies are coming at you. Just like the children of Israel at the Red Sea when Pharaoh's army was behind them. The Lord parted the sea and they walked through on dry land. I'm telling you that God will do the impossible. So faith, faith is a critical part of our walk with God. Hebrews 11 and 6 tells us without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And watch this, here it is. And he, that, and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I'm not talking about those folk who just come down first and second Sunday of the month, or those folk who, who come to Bible study every, every two or three months. I'm talking about the folk who diligently, if I stepped on somebody's toes, just move your foot. If God rewards those who diligently seek him. And so again, without question, Elijah does what the Lord commands him to do. Let me get to verse 10. He says, so he went to Zarephath, and when he came to the town gate, the widow was there gathering sticks. He called her and asked, would you bring me uh, a little water in a jar so that I might have a drink? Now, can I tell you, in the King James, it, it's... It's, it's, for some folk, it's problematic because he uses the word fetch. He, yeah, he says, would you go fetch me? And, and, and this is, just like in any other church missionary society, it's predominantly females. And, and so if some man was to come around talking about, would you go fetch me? We ain't going to get past the word fetch. But... I want you to understand that, so that's why we use these different translations because it's a more kinder, gentler way of, of presenting the word of God. And so back, keep it in mind, though, back in those days, that was not an offensive word, okay? And so when you read it in your King James, don't get mad, just get over it. So, so now, now watch this. Remember, there was a famine and there was a drought. You would think that at this point, it would be every man for himself. Uh, yeah, but, but notice what the widow woman does. Now, it was a drought. And so the Bible says, and she was going to get it. Oh, God, watch, watch this. She, she knows that there's a drought. But this man of God asked her for some water. And she goes to get it. But, but then it appears that Elisha loses his mind. 
Because he says, now, when you go get the water, bring me some bread. Now, she didn't hesitate at the water. She didn't even mind him saying fetch. But now she says, bring me, you want some bread too? Here's, here's what she says. He says, watch this. Surely as your Lord, your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug, and I'm gathering some sticks to take it home and make a meal for my, myself and my son, and we're going to eat it, and we're going to die. This woman must be at her wit's end. She realizes without food or water that the, 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 the outcome is that she and her son was going to die. This woman had accepted her faith and she was prepared to die but I want to park here for a second notice that this woman said as the Lord your God yeah this this was not a woman who was accustomed to the ways of faith and so 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 this is an act of faith for her uh, watch this in verse 13 it says Elijah said to her don't be afraid go home and do as you said but first make me some cake oh God Not only do you want the little bit we got, you want it first? I don't even know you. You want it first? Uh, she, says, she says, yeah, bring, bring, me, bring me mine first. Uh, and and, and, and then, make, then make something for yourself. Oh, God, y'all missed it right there. Said, bring me mine first. Then make you something. Y'all rewind, let's play. Give me mine first. Then make you something. In order for her to make her son, there had to be some more. Oh, good. When God says something's going to happen, baby, you can rest assured that it was going to happen. This prophet knew the God that he served. Let me... Let me hurry on to, to my close. So you might ask, why, why would the merciful God that we serve put this widow woman in a position? Why, why, why would he ask her to provide for a stranger rather than take care of herself and, and her son? I, I want you to know that God places us in situations so that our faith might be confirmed. The confirmation is not for God. It's for us. God already knows. We serve an all-knowing God. He knows the thoughts before you think them. And so, but God always creates opportunities for our faith to be increased. This confirmation is for us that we might know without a shadow of doubt that the word of God will never return unto himself void. For God said it, it's settled. So when, when we are faithful stewards, over what God has blessed us with, he is faithful to his word. The Bible says he will never leave you nor forsake you. The Bible says, therefore, I say unto you, take no vows for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, not yet for your body, what you shall put on. It is it's not like more than meat and body and than raiment. Watch this, here's the reward right here. The Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and 
into his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. The last thing I want to tell you is that there is power in the proclamation of the prophet. There's power in the proclamation of, of the prophet. Here, here it is in verse 14. He says, for this is what the Lord, the God of Israel said, the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day of the Lord gives rain unto the land. There's always provision in God's promises. Not by the word of Elijah, but by the word of the Lord. God will provide for the faithful. Faith requires two things. It requires sacrifice and obedience. The Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. But notice, first of all, Elisha was demonstrating his faithfulness throughout this entire account. He obeyed the Lord in all things. But now this was no major challenge for him. After all, he was a prophet. But notice what he says in verse 12. The, the lady says in verse 12, she says, and surely the Lord your God. This ain't my God yet. This is the Lord your God. She said, I don't have any bread. But watch this. Nowhere in the text does it say that Elijah said I'm a prophet. Nowhere in the text does it say that God told me to tell you something. So there must have been something that identified, oh God, something that identified him as a man of God. I'm trying to help somebody here. Your walk in life ought to make you identifiable, yeah, as a child of God. The Bible says, but a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you by this. All men shall know that you are my disciples. Huh? Let me, let me cut across the field. Huh? In order to be faithful, we must first have faith. And your Bible says, in Romans 10 and 17, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But notice also that Elijah carried himself as a man of God. But also, he didn't have to have a whole lot of faith because the Lord told him something. All he had to have faith in was that God is who he says he is. Because in verse 9, he said, the Bible tells us that God says, I have prepared, I have made a way for you for this widow woman to take care of you. Yeah. So Elijah was told uh, before he left that God had commanded this woman to take care of him. Yeah, don't you know that if God has made a way for you that nobody can block your way? The, the devils in hell can't stop you? No doors can block you? Because if God said it, it ought to be settled. And so Romans tells us, if God before us, who can be against us? Isaiah says to us, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Then Romans 8 and 35 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? But, yeah, but the Bible goes on to say, Nay, but in all these things we are more than conquerors. And so the widow woman had no choice. She had to do as God said. It was a command of God. But faith in the word that God heard 
through his people. He said with Elijah, he, he said, uh, yeah, this woman will take care of a stranger. This was a test of her faith. She was commanded to give all that she had. Well, I got to go. The faithful servant was not Elisha. Yeah, Elisha did what God commanded him to do. But the faithful steward was this widow woman. She managed what she had well. And that's not all. She sacrificed all that she had for the benefit of somebody else. Despite her condition, she gave as the Lord had commanded. She was willing to give the best that she had for a stranger. But notice what happens when you remain faithful. Here it is in verse 13 or 15. She went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the flower, yeah, yeah was not used up and the jug of oil never went dry in keeping with the word of the Lord. Can you imagine that every time this woman went to her barrel of meal, there was meal in the barrel. Every time she went to the oil cruise, there was oil in the cruise. She did not have to grind the wheat. She did not have to crush the olives in order to get the oil. All she had to do is show up and watch God show out. When we remain faithful, God will be faithful to his promise. Whatever the Lord brings you to, he will bring you through her. I stopped by to tell you today, New Mission, that there is a reward for faithfulness. To be faithful is to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know, your labor shall not be in vain. I got to get out of here. So when you feel like giving up and it seems that your work's in vain, hang on in there. Don't give up. Don't give out. Don't give in. The Lord knows your situation. The Lord knows what you're going through. And then when you are faithful, you can say like Paul, for now... I'm ready to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I kept the faith. Yes, I did. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge uh, shall give me uh, at that day, uh, but not for me only, uh, but unto all of them uh, who love his appearance. Uh, yes, the Lord uh, knows the situation.
the Lord is a good God. And then you can hear the Lord say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many. Come on up. Come on up. And enter into the joy of the Lord. Is there anybody here that knows the Lord will reward your faithfulness? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he make your enemies behave? Won't he do it? Won't he keep you in perfect peace? Won't he make your enemies your footstool? Won't he be a bridge over troubled water? Won't he be bread in a starving land? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he, won't he, won't he, won't he? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Say yeah! Say yeah! Say yeah! Say yeah! My God is an awesome God. He raises. Yes, God reigns. Yeah! trying to stop God knows where you are he sees you when you're going through circumstances and situations he knows there's when there's a drought in your faith he knows when there's a famine in your spirit but God will never take you to what he won't take you through. If God has been good to you, if God has provided for you, won't you stand on your feet and give the Lord about 15 seconds of praise. Thank you, Lord, for how you kept me. Thank you, Lord, for how you saved me. Thank you, Lord, for being my God. I thank you even for dry places. I thank you even when my enemies try to take me out. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within sinking to rise no more but the master of the sea he heard he heard he heard my despairing cry and from the water he lifted me now save 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 am I yeah, yeah, yeah.